Welcome to Quest for Gold. I'm Ryan Burrow. The NHL has pulled its players out of the Winter Olympics. This was supposed to be the first games with NHL athletes since the 2014 Winter Games. But due to COVID outbreaks, the league has decided the time that was set aside for the Olympics will instead be used for makeup games. Team USA was supposed to announce its Olympic roster in January. Patrick Kane, Seth Jones, and Austin Meadows were the players put on the initial roster. Kane was asked at Blackhawks practice about not competing for Team USA. Just a tough situation for everybody, right? I mean, you're excited to to be able to get the chance to represent your country. You know, obviously, I'm 33 right now, so um, you're hoping that you can uh, obviously play as many as possible. But um, you know, I don't I don't know if it really would have been like a true Olympic experience this year with you know being in a bubble and and uh, you know all the the worries going over there so we'll kind of see what happens right now but you know definitely fortunate to play in in sochi and uh you know vancouver was just unbelievable i don't think if i don't think the olympic experience is going to be you know even close to comparable to what we had there in 2010. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman released a statement Wednesday saying, given the profound disruption of the NHL's regular season schedule caused by recent COVID-related events, 50 games have already been postponed and Olympic participation is no longer feasible. The U.S. women's hockey team had to postpone its game this week against Team Canada in the My Why tournament due to COVID-19 concerns. The game was supposed to take place Monday in Duluth, the seventh of nine games between the two hockey powerhouses ahead of the Olympics and it was supposed to be the last game in the U.S. Three-time Olympian and 2018 U.S. Women's Hockey Gold Medalist Gigi Marvin announced her retirement last week. She spent the last 13 years playing for Team USA. We talked last week with Ryan Pivarado of U.S. Short Track Speed Skating. He did indeed make the Olympic team over the weekend. He and Andrew Heal will fill out the two men's roster spots for Team USA. Four U.S. women also punched their ticket to Beijing at the trials. On this week's Athlete Spotlight, we catch up with 2018 Olympic women's figure skater Brittany Tunnell, who is looking to overcome injury and next month skate into a spot in Beijing. I noticed on social media um, you've been battling an injury. What's your current situation right now? Um, currently, things are getting better. Um, I'm in the process of recovery. I've been going like back and forth from being able to skate just a little bit to then not being able to skate at all to like, you know, it's been kind of a, a month, a month long process. Um, but right now things are looking up um, and I'm trying to prepare for the national championships in January. What's the injury? Um, it's a little bit hard to describe. It started out as a stress reaction. Um, and then I was making a good recovery from that, but then started having pain again, even more severe than before. Um, and we found out that I had torn a few muscles in my foot. Um, and then it's just kind of been, um, a battle with the soft tissue in my foot, trying to get it to, to, um, heal all the way and, um, basically not give me such, such excruciating pain when I'm on the ice. So have you been in a lot of pain when just like doing day-to-day activities? For a while there I was. Yeah. Um, but then I had to take some time off. Um, and thankfully I haven't had, um, that severe pain for, um, a while now. So I'm hoping things are, things are looking up. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you at this point have a timeline or is it just kind of wait and see over the next couple of weeks? 
Um, as far as like the the pain goes, it's it's kind of just like a wait and see and try, you know, try and build the progression up and see. Okay, this doesn't hurt. Okay, we can do some more. You know, it um, kind of like an uphill battle. This is not probably the ideal time to have this kind of injury. I mean, does this? Is this a good opportunity to kind of rest yourself, rest your mind, rest your body and, and prepare for um, what could be a whirlwind coming up? Or um, are you nervous that this might be kind of setting you back and losing the progress that you were making? Um, you know, I've, I've had a good long time to think about this now um, over this year. And honestly, I've just come to appreciate like skating and my my body so much for just being able to do the things that I do on the ice you know I I think about it and it's incredible like oh my gosh you know I wake up in the morning and every day I get to do what I love um and so I've really just not not being physically able to skate every day has really um given me such a a greater appreciation for the sport itself and for myself for my passion yeah. Are you a different person than you were four years ago? I, I mean, it, you, you're obviously, you're more mature. You, you've, you've, you've been there. You've done that. I mean, how has your perspective changed from when I spoke to you back in 2018? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I think I'm two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah, I'm older now. I'm more mature. I'm a veteran. Um, and those are all great things. Um, but there's still like the little kid and excitement in me when I think about, you know, being on the Olympic team and being in that atmosphere. Um, I think, you know, I just, I love skating so much. It's, I, I feel like it was what I was born to do. Um, so really just having this opportunity again is something special. You moved away from the Chicago area, am I correct, to, to do training? Yes. What, what, what kind of spurred that decision? Did, did, you, did you need to kind of turn a page and, and focus, drill down more? Did, did, were there changes that needed to be made? Just kind of walk me through that. Yeah, you know, it was really a decision I made for myself. Um, I, needed, I needed a different environment, something new, um, something to kind of give me like a, a, a new start almost. Um, and some goals that I wanted to accomplish that have <laughs> been derailed by my foot injury. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was just like, I originally didn't even plan on moving out there. I went out there for a couple weeks to work with my, who is my now coach. Um, and by the second or third day there, I came back from the rink and I was like, so mom, um, <laughs> I think we need to start discussing maybe me not coming home. <laughs> Um, I just, I loved it so much. I was like, I can't even envision myself going back to what I was doing before. Um, and yeah, I mean, aside from my foot injury this year, it's been a really great change for me. So you, you, you made this move, you made this decision. It seems like you're pretty happy with it. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, it's, it's been a really, a really great move for me. I love my coach out there. He's super great. Um, I love, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm excited to to go to the rink and train every day. I love the training process. I love, you know, really buckling down and getting sweaty and, you know, leaving the rink feeling like I've been hit by a truck. I, it's so rewarding. Um, and people always laugh at me when I say that, but I'm like, but that's what being an athlete is, you know, like you, you really find the process of um, training rewarding. 
I, I kind of want to get into these last four years, especially with COVID, kind of what was life like when the pandemic began? What happened with your training? What, where were you at physically? I mean, did you have to hunker down? Were you overseas? Kind of walk me through what the, the pandemic, when it first started, was like for you. Um, oh my gosh. So I have very vivid memories of this time because I was in full training mode. Um, it was right before the world championships, which is the last competition of the season. And, um, it was, it was all very sudden. Like we, we were training like full out, like hardcore, um, one day. And then I believe it was a Wednesday, um, when they canceled it and everything just stopped. So, they canceled worlds. And then a couple of weeks later, we were all, we all went into lockdown. Um, and I remember those two weeks, I'd never felt more like in the twilight zone than I had then. Um, it was just a very surreal experience for me, like going from, you know, training for the biggest competition competition of the season to then like being like, okay, well, I need to skate today because I don't know if today's the last day that I'll be able to for a while. Um, so yeah, I was here in Chicago with my family for the the quarantine, which I was very happy about. Um, I think, <laughs> I think if I had to quarantine with anybody, it would, it would be my family. Um, it was kind of a transitional point for all of us because, um, my one brother was going off to college and, um, at that point I didn't know that I was going to be moving to Colorado, but, um, it was like, it was kind of like we were all together for a couple months before we all kind of like went and did our own thing. So that, that had to be some incredible mental gymnastics for you because you're so focused, you're so honed in on training and the step-by-step process that you're in the middle of, you know, coming up on, on an Olympic season and, you know, then the rug kind of gets pulled out from under you. And I'm, I'm sure you had some doubts. I'm sure you had to talk some things out with some people. And, and, you know, I'm, we were all in the same boat, obviously, whether you're a skater or an athlete or, you know, doing something in finance or whatever. Um, but I, I can imagine that, uh, you know, just trying to, to think to yourself what, what the next step was going to be and not knowing what that next step was going to be was probably pretty frustrating. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm somebody that really likes to have a game plan. Um, And as you said, I mean, my game plan was just ripped out from under me. So then I was just like, Oh, my gosh, what do I do? I have so much free time now. Like, um, you know, so it was it was a very surreal experience. What did you do? Did you did you pick up anything? (laughs) Did you learn how to game or sew? Or what, what did you do to pass the time? Um. So I, I honestly, I watched a lot of TV and I read a lot of books. I'm a very avid reader. Um, so I, I, ha- I cut my, um, my to read list basically in half. Um, and then I started playing the piano again, just a little bit. Um, cause I used to play when I was younger, but then as skating got more demanding, it kind of fell by the wayside. Um, so yeah, I, I started playing the piano again a little bit, um, and honestly, I just, I, I also spent time with like my brothers and my family, whether it be like playing a board game or, um, watching a movie at night. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but it was good in some ways for me, I think, because it really allowed me to, to, um, spend time with my family and kind of reset. Talk to me about 2018. Let's flash back your experience, uh, in those games and, 
obviously you came out with uh, Team Bronze, correct, uh, in yes. that. So what, what was it like being there? Tell me about the atmosphere, especially hanging out with athletes, which, you know, the last Olympic cycle, athletes weren't allowed to hang out with athletes. So it was, it was you know, you got one of the last Olympic experiences before everything kind of shut down. What was it like for you? Right. Yeah. I, you know, I've been thinking about that recently because um, even looking ahead to Beijing, you know, it's not going to be like it was um, in 2018. So I, first of all, I just feel really lucky that I was able to have that um, experience in 2018. Um, and oh my gosh, what an experience it was. The just being surrounded by all of those athletes um, from all different sports too was incredible. I mean, what normally when we travel to competitions, we were only around figure skaters, right? Um, so uh, to have these, I mean, I got to meet the Jamaican bobsledders. I got to meet Sean White, Lindsey Vaughn, you know. So I got to meet all of these people that like I kind of grew up watching on TV. And then, you know, I also got to meet uh, meet the curlers that won gold there. Um, uh, so yeah, just being around so many different athletes in so many different sports was, was something that was so incredible. What, what did you think about uh, your performance on the ice? I know you said you're a different person now than you were then. What, when you think back on that, have, have you dwelled much on it? Have you watched the tape much? I mean, what, what was your experience and your takeaway actually on the ice from, from, uh, from 2018? Um, I like to compare myself a little bit to, um, a kid in a candy shop because it was something, you know, it's the Olympics is the ultimate goal. It's what I've worked my entire life for. So going from the beginning of the season being nobody to, um, then at the end of the season, all of a sudden being like, Hey, I'm at the Olympics. Like that was just uh, a complete 180 for me. And um, kind of adjusting to that was an interesting process. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I look back on it and I, I am proud because I, I mean, I contributed to the bronze medal. I skated a very good program in the team event. And then I, I don't think I'd ever been away from home for that long. And especially like being in a foreign country. Um, I wasn't able to see my family very much there just because of like scheduling and the way things work. So that was kind of a different experience for me. Um, and I think by the time the individual event rolled around, I was kind of homesick um, and, you know, being thrust into such a, such an exciting environment. Um is great at first, but then can be exhausting. So I think like learning how to manage that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Have you been able to manage that? I mean, you, you came back and probably a lot more people recognized your name, recognized your face. Um, you know, I, I can imagine that it really was kind of a 180 in your life coming back to that kind of environment. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, <laughs> I remember I, um, I was recognized in a grocery store. Um, and I was just like, how do you know me? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. I'm wearing a jacket that says Olympic team, like just little things like that. I'd never even thought about. And I was like, I'm standing in the meat section of Walmart. And somebody just came up to me and said, they saw me on TV and I made them cry. I would have never dreamed that. Like, you know, just those little moments. And it's things like that that I'll remember forever um, and, and cherish. I mean, honestly. 
All right. So what are, what are the steps now that you're focusing in on? Obviously you need your body to heal mentally. I'm sure you're already prepping. Um, I, I assume, and I've, I've spoken with you before and, and I can't remember what your response was, but are you someone who needs to have that long-term goal? You need to picture yourself on the podium or is that too overwhelming? Is it more, what is the next step I need to accomplish? I, I think it's good occasionally to picture um, picture yourself achieving that ultimate goal because I think, you know, that's where motivation comes from. You know, on those difficult days, you're like, you know, I'd really rather lay in bed than get up at four o'clock in the morning when it's only nine degrees out. But then you remember like, oh, hey, this is what I'm working for. And in the end, it'll all be worth it. Um, but on a day to day basis, I am very much like, OK, this is what I have to do today. Um, you know, I, t- I, l- I like to stay in the moment. Sure. What's the, uh, the state of us figure skating? I, I talked with, uh, uh, Jason Brown a couple weeks ago and he said that he, he feels like he's kind of in, uh, in between two worlds right now, a, a world that the younger is, is more technical. It sounds like, and the older seems to be maybe more physical. I, are you seeing that where, where is us figure skating at right now? And kind of generation generationally, where are we at with figure skating? Um, I think Jason kind of nailed it on the head. Um, I, I think there's a, there's so many fantastic athletes coming up, um, and different things, you know, different athletes have different strengths. Um, and I think that it's, it's hard for me to kind of speak for them, but I know I've, been stronger technically, um, just with my consistency and, um, the way that I jump. Um, but then, you know, you internationally, there's so many other younger, younger athletes who are doing those difficult jumps. Um, and I think it's such a cool thing in the sport that it's kind of evolved so fast. Um, I think it makes it more exciting. And uh, for Team USA, it's a pretty strong team. Uh, I mean, you, you, you're out there. You're competing with them. I, I, I can imagine that. Uh, I mean, it, we've got three bids, right? Three female yeah. bids and three male bids. So, I mean, that shows yeah. the strength right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think we're a pretty strong team. <laughs> Once again, I'll, I'll go back to what, what is the next step? Like, what are you looking for next as far as competitions go? I mean, obviously everything is going to be based on your body, but but kind of what do you have circled on the calendar? Um, next up is the national championships at the beginning of January, which also doubles as our Olympic qualifications. Does the fact that you have been unable to compete for the last few weeks, does that kind of hurt or I don't know what that goes as far as your, your rankings or your points or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not an ideal situation to be in. Um, but, you know, I'm just focusing on the the performances that I have to put out at nationals. And if everything goes well at nationals, then hopefully I'll be one of the athletes selected. Um, and, you know, every day that's what I'm striving for. So um, all I can do right now is you know, make sure that my, I'm staying healthy and just work as hard as I possibly can. Where can people follow you? Are you on social media? Oh yes. I'm on um, Instagram, uh, Facebook and TikTok. Although I don't really make very many TikToks cause I'm just not good at that, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at Brady Tunnell and then the same on Facebook. Um, and then I think on TikTok, I'm at bit of ice 18. Um, but honestly, I don't go on TikTok very much. So, 
All right. Very good. Are you still coaching at all on the side or no? Has that been? Um, I was up through last year, um, but this year with my injury, I just had to shift my focus to keeping myself healthy and recovering. Um, but I definitely miss it. I definitely miss it a lot, and I I can't wait to go back to it. Is that is that a kind of long term? What do you think you'd, you'd like to to be a coach? Maybe down the road when when you're ready to be done with competitive skating. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I just really enjoy being able to share my passion for the sport with the younger kids and, and seeing the joy on their faces when they, when they accomplish a new skill is so it's almost as rewarding as doing it yourself, honestly. Of course, we'll be following Brady's journey closely as she hopes to find herself back on the Olympic team. This is the last quest for gold of 2021. After the new year, we'll be back on the ice talking with curler John Schuster of Team Schuster as he looks to replicate gold in 2022. I'm Ryan Burrow. Have a great holiday season. We'll see you on the next Quest for Gold.